the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is sin that will invariably make us afraid of God. It is sin that causes separation between us and God. That's why it's so important that when we do sin, that we get that matter resolved as swiftly as possible. How is it the hymn writer put it? "'Twas grace that taught my heart to fear." And grace, my fears relieved. You see, the beauty of what we're learning here in Genesis 28 is that God will begin with fear, but never leave us there. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. Today, we are back in chapter 28 of Genesis, looking at the life of Jacob. Join us, won't you? And be encouraged with today's study verse by verse from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. Here's Pastor Leighton Sheely. So Jacob's leapt on the earth and used a stone for a headpiece, which was not an uncommon practice in the Near East. And while he was sleeping, he saw this ladder or stairway and angels going up and down it. Now, the word here that's translated stairway or ladder Uh, is a word that only occurs once in the Bible. And because of that, some of the translators didn't know quite how to render it. The King James, which is centuries old, renders it ladder, but ladder doesn't seem to be an adequate descriptive to describe a place where angels can simultaneously be going up and coming down at the same time. So perhaps the word meant more of a grand staircase, uh, a kind of a picture. But unlike Babel's Tower, this staircase is not a, uh, a product of human delusions of grandeur. It is the way by which God makes himself known to Jacob. And remember that Jesus has called himself that ladder, that stairway. And it's Jesus who is the way by which God makes himself known to us. Now, there's angels going up and down this structure, and not many people have seen angels. There are a few that are clearly identified in the Bible. There's Elisha's servant in Dothan, and Daniel, and Zechariah, and of course, Mary and Joseph, and uh, the women who were at the tomb of Christ, as well as those who saw uh, Christ depart into heaven, the Apostle Paul and the Apostle John. But what this scene really portrays dramatically is how close heaven and earth are and how much interest there is from heaven uh, to earth. The Bible says there are thousands and thousands of angels, meaning they are too numerous to be counted, and that they are ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. So Jacob has discovered in the middle of no place that he is not alone, that God is with him, that the God of his grandfather and his father are watching over him, and there are angels present to serve and protect him. And as he's looking up the stairway, his attention is drawn to the Lord. There above it stood the Lord. 
And he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. And you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. So like Abraham in chapter 15, this covenant was confirmed while they were asleep. Abraham received it in a vision and Jacob received it in a dream. In both of these narratives, the, the, the same covenant is described. Now, thus far in the story, the emphasis has been put on Jacob getting the blessing. Here, the emphasis shifts to him being the blessing. In fact, this is the fifth time uh, in Genesis that refers to the patriarchs uh, as a means of worldwide blessing. We today are blessed because Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were blessed. Now, some have observed that in this case, the uh, promise might be even more dramatic because when Abraham received the blessing, uh, he was married but childless. But here, uh, Jacob is not even married yet, let alone childless. It's interesting to note that when God appears to Abraham and Isaac, there's never a reaction of shock or fear or terror. It's as though these appearances of God, these theophanies, as the theologians call them, are taken in stride, just part of life. But here we read that Jacob responded in fear. So what's that all about? Well, well, perhaps that fear is likened to the kind of fear that Adam experienced in Genesis chapter 3. After he was disobedient to the Lord. You remember that when he heard the Lord in the garden, he was afraid. He had sinned. He was afraid. Jacob knew he had sinned against God, against his brother, against his father. And when God shows up, he is afraid. It is sin that will invariably make us afraid of God. It is sin that causes separation between us and God. That's why it's so important that when we do sin, that we get that matter resolved as swiftly as possible. You know, in neither of the cases I mentioned, did God issue a word of rebuke. Instead, he spoke blessings of promise and assurance to Jacob. And this is appearances, uh, the first of more than a half a dozen revelations of God that Jacob is going to receive in his lifetime. And the same God who had protected and cared for his father and grandfather now pledged to care for him and give him the land that he was lying on and multiply his descendants and make them a blessing to the world. And then the Lord goes on to explain the significance of the latter. He says, Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will never leave you until I have done what I have promised you. So the presence of God between the, 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 that directs activity between heaven and earth promised that he would never leave 
uh, Jacob, that Jacob could never go any place where God wasn't already there. And the latter would go with him. It didn't matter if he traveled hundreds of miles away to Mesopotamia and, and stay there for 20 years. The, the, God was going to be with him. The latter was going to be with him. The angels were going to be with him. It was never going to be left or forsaken. And this is a real revelation about the nature of God that was not common for the people of that era. Because the people of that era thought that when you left home, you left your God behind. Because a God was the God of that temple, or the God of that hill, or the God of that city, or the God of that river. This God is not limited to a temple, or a city, or a river, or a hill, because this is the real God. And there's a phrase in here, until I have done what I promised you, and that should not be interpreted to mean that the Lord's going to leave him after he's done fulfilling the promises. That's not the intended meaning of the phrase. He's saying, I will not leave you. I will do everything I have promised to do. And you know, the promise of God being with his people and, and faithful to his people is repeated oftentimes in scripture. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse five, we read, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For you said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be content with your money because God's taking care of you. It's not your money that's taking care of you. God's not going to leave us nor forsake us. And and all of this blessing was made possible because of God's grace. Because Jacob didn't deserve any grace. He was a thief. He was running and he was alone because of his sin. He didn't merit anything good from God. But in in the depths of his misery, God met him with grace. In the depths of our misery, God meets us with grace. Notice that Jacob was not seeking God. He was running away from the consequences of his actions. And he wasn't expecting grace, but it was poured out upon him without measure. That's the way God treats us also. It was grace that had brought Jacob thus far, and grace would lead him home. Amazing grace. Amazing grace. So God would appear to Jacob more times, but this first meeting is a significant one because now he learns that God is interested in him, him, and watching over him. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? There's none other than the house. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. How awesome, he translates literally to be, uh, to be feared. And so he realizes he's in the presence of God. And that brings fear. And that is actually a correct response because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Proverbs chapter 1. And he discovered that in the most unlikely of places in the middle of desolation that God is here. This, even this place is God's house. And that's why he calls it Bethel. And the word Bethel means the house of God. 
And he talks about the gate of heaven. This is the first time where he's seen this ladder and he's still kind of figuring things out. And so he figures that this place must be the gate of heaven. This is the entrance to heaven. And so his next act was to worship the God who had appeared to him. And so he takes his pillow, that rock, and turns it into a pillar to memorialize this place and this event. And the pouring of the oil on the stone was to consecrate that stone or set that stone apart as something distinct, as a stone, stone set apart for God. He didn't use the stone as a, an altar or a place of sacrifice. He simply set it up as a memorial. That is a key point that we're considering here today on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno and online at highlands.us. If you'd like to join us here at Church of the Highlands, directions, our service time, and location can all be found on our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. You'll also be able to play past services right there at that website, and much more information can be found there as well, highlands.us. Have a great weekend. Be found in the Lord's house this Lord's Day. We'll see you Monday for another broadcast of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.